Every four years, our country debates and argues over who should lead our country. And then we vote. (laughs) One side loses with all their weeping and gnashing of teeth, though. They know that in another four years, they have a chance to change that leadership. But know this, over and above all this is another leader, one who's not flawed and cannot be voted out of office. <laughs> well, welcome to Bible Studies for Life, the adult podcast, hosted each week by Chris Johnson and myself, Lynn Pryor. And on this podcast, we're going to look at Christ, Jesus Christ, the supreme king who reigns now and will reign forever. Chris, good to be with you again. Thanks, Lynn. I appreciate your leadership in uh, this study, Irrefutable, as we talk about these prophecies that um, are fulfilled in the coming of Jesus. So in this Christmas season, uh, it's fun to be uh, camped out in, in, um, in these Old Testament stories. It's a pleasure for us today to have Rob Wilton with us. Rob Woo-hoo. is... Rob is uh, a pastor in Pittsburgh. We, he and I have had a chance to connect for a few minutes. And uh, before we started the podcast, I, I, in another life, it seems, lived in Pittsburgh. So I uh, have, have some deep interest and appreciation for what you do. But Rob, thanks for being with us today. And thanks for writing uh, this series of lessons for us. Well, you're so welcome. It's an honor to, to be a part of this team and to be a part of this project. And just believing God's going to use it in great ways uh, for a number of people and, and churches. So when we, with, with Rob, uh, the, the previous session, when he was with us, uh, we looked at this, the Christmas story uh, from Joseph's perspective in Matthew one, where uh, Joseph got word that Mary was pregnant and how the angels spoke to him and his response, his obedient response to that. Today, we're going to look at it in the Luke passage and see it from Mary's perspective. So we're going to be looking at this idea that this is our principle, that Jesus rules his kingdom now and forever. And we're going to see that as we look at Isaiah 9, and then we're going to jump into Luke chapter 1. We have the opportunity to look at this Isaiah passage. This is one of those famous prophetic passages that most people have heard. And, and know that there's a Christmas dynamic to it, but maybe haven't connected all the dots. So that's a part of what we've tried to do in this study is help people see clearly what was prophesied and how Jesus is the fulfillment of that prophecy. And yes. I think that this, guys, I think this is so important because can we all be honest? Everybody's talking about Christmas. <laughs> that's right. Oh, yeah. So what an opportunity over, you know, lunch with a coworker or, you know, hanging out in your neighborhood or waiting on your kid's basketball game. I mean, everybody's talking about Christmas. And for the most part, this is a familiar passage that everybody knows. What a great opportunity to maybe go a little deeper and share some insight that we're about to talk about here that could uh, be used by God to lead some people to God. Right. And that's right. the biggest prayer. So here's the prophecy. Isaiah 9, verse 6. For a child will be born for us, a son will be given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. The dominion will be vast, and its prosperity will never end. He will reign on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish and sustain it with justice and righteousness from now on and forever. And the zeal of the Lord of armies will accomplish that. Last week, we talked a little bit about the, uh, the promise that God made to David, um, that he would uh, 
that someone from his household would rule forever. And so that that dynamic comes into play in verse seven. But it's the, it's the ver- verse six is the is that passage that most people are familiar with. Yeah. And I think this uh, passage right here, if I can be honest, especially with Lynn's voice, because he's got just such an unbelievable dynamic voice there Uh, (laughs) as, as a preacher. I mean, just reading that, can we be honest, the chills you get just starting to hear these descriptions of Jesus for, to us, a child is born. And then there's just, you know, it's as a preacher, there's some passages you feel like you can only mess up if you, you know, move beyond the reading of the text, because this is just so powerful. You just kind of want to say that and then sit in quiet before our mighty God, because the descriptions here are so purposeful and they're so powerful. And it takes you to Jesus as a child, but then Jesus has way more than that for the, the world as ruler over all the world, you know? This is just a reminder for me, Rob, we see for a child is born to us. But when you go and you read those descriptions to remember, Jesus didn't stay in a manger. No. He grew up and he became a, he became a grown man and he went to the cross. He was, he was risen. He was ascended. And he is that wonderful counselor, the mighty God, eternal father, prince of peace. I think uh, something valuable to talk about in, in our groups would be what in this passage really captures your attention. Uh, and maybe it's uh, one of those particular descriptions of, of this mighty ruler. Uh, Rob, Chris, I'm curious, is there, is there something in this prophecy that at this moment really captures your attention? Yeah, so I'll, I'll you know, kind of chime in here in terms of just the, the reality of, of Jesus. You know, the point of this whole study is that Jesus rules his kingdom now and forever. And as a church planter in Pittsburgh, uh, look, I've been all over the world my entire life. My whole family's South African. I'm the firstborn in my family in America, in New Orleans. Then I spent time in South Carolina. And, uh, and then my ministry life was back in New Orleans. And now I'm in Pittsburgh. So I summarize myself in this way. I'm a Cajun African-American redneck now Yenzer. So, uh, you know, Chris, Chris knows all about the Yenzers in Pittsburgh, but you know, everywhere you go, as I took the leap of faith with my family into the city of Pittsburgh, it's overwhelming. It's scary. There's so many people in this world. And I think we could all be honest, just one afternoon watching the news, the world is getting uh, darker and darker in a lot of ways. We can get overwhelmed. But my mission here in this city, together with the amazing church planners and pastors in Pittsburgh, it's not to make Jesus Lord of this city. He is Lord of this city. True. And this is one of the amazing passages that I always go to when my mission is not to try and make Jesus Lord of the city, but to make people aware of the fact that Jesus is Lord of the city. And I think if you would take time in this week's study and even on your own study and really look at all these descriptions, right? Uh, Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. We're not just going to talk vaguely or generically. Oh, he's the Lord of the city. No, this is how he's Lord of the city. And so for those who are struggling with peace right now, may we offer to you the Prince of Peace. 
who, by the way, brings peace that passes all understanding, uh, that, that brings peace even when uh, it seems like we can't even understand how God would bring peace. He brings peace, and he does for us what we cannot do for ourselves. The descriptions of um, Jesus as mighty God, eternal father, I think are going to resonate uh, with, with people. I think that uh, you hear those types of terms uh, uh, over and over again in the Psalms. But the idea that Jesus is coming as a wonderful counselor yeah. with great wisdom and insight to direct our paths and to help us um, I think in the season that we're in, um, in this season of great darkness, it's so good to know that God is that, that Jesus has come to, to be that wonderful, wise counselor who leads us and guides us and directs us in every part of our lives. So um, I, I, I'm excited that we're making this our focus today and giving our, our folks an opportunity to talk about these descriptions. Yeah, Chris, I totally agree, as you have shared and reminded us of this phrase, wonderful counselor. You know, I'm not, I'm not too prideful. There's a lot of people hurting right now. Uh, man, a lot of ways. Man, I, I've gone through a lot of hurt right now. As pastors, I know we have a lot of pastors that are, are really struggling in this season. And we have a lot of people. Every, every single week, there's new challenges. And to be reminded of this wonderful counselor. Who, who loves us so much, right? And who cares for us and doesn't abandon us, but is with us as we reminded ourselves uh, week one is God with us. I think just something which sets God apart, right? He's not a ruler that's just bringing down thunder and power. And man, he's also bringing a lot of love and warmth and comfort into our lives. Let's get into Luke chapter 1 uh, to see how this prophecy was fulfilled. Uh, Luke chapter 1, uh, we see that the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in, Ga in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel came to her and said, greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Now, I just got to stop there for a minute. We looked at uh, this idea that uh, earlier, uh, the prophecy where he says, Emmanuel, God is with us. And then you hear him saying to, to Mary, the Lord is with you. Well, she was troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be. But the angel told her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now listen, here it comes. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. So here we have the prophecy um, fulfilled, and uh, the promise again it reminded uh, the angel reminded Mary that um, uh, she had told her that she would be, give birth to a son and name him Jesus. Uh, it's in the culture that. Uh, you are in, Rob, uh, there is a, a heavy uh, Roman Catholic presence. And uh, one, of the, one of our conversations has been that sometimes the most difficult part of helping people to see uh, the majesty um, and the amazing things that we find in the gospel, sometimes they have to get past um, cultural, cultural religion. 
um, the, the traditions um, that they have. And um, we, we find that oftentimes um, in um, from people who have a, a, a Catholic background that uh, there's this kind of romanticized nature of, of who Mary is. For me, the wonder of this story that God just took this very ordinary uh, teenage girl and worked through her. There was nothing, anything extra spiritual or special about Mary other than God chose her and used her. And it's a phenomenal thing what God did to this young woman. So now let's now kind of go to verse 32 and 33. Uh, and we're going to now get to kind of the heart of what this study is. We've seen the prophecy. We've seen how the angel came to Mary. But to remember that this, this little baby that at this moment uh, has been conceived is going to be the king who rules forever. The angel said he will be great and will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom will have no end. Again, this is a direct uh, fulfillment of that prophecy from Isaiah. It's another incredible reminder uh, and description. I think we'll read this week and in this study, just kind of even a breakdown of of those three important things about this King Jesus, right? Uh, and I love using that description, King Jesus. Uh, yeah. Every week I get on social media and I invite people to worship King Jesus with our church online, right? Uh, worship King Jesus. Like, I think there's something super powerful because in there, in Luke 1, he will be great. He'll be called the son of the most high. And he'll be given the throne of David and rule over the house of Jacob just speaks to this uh, powerful, eternal rule of Jesus, who is above all. Right. As we know, in Colossians uh, chapter one, uh, far above all rule and authority. Amen. I think too many in our culture have a very casual view of Jesus. Uh, and there's an element of truth in what I'm about to say, because of the song, like, what a friend we have in Jesus. And I think a lot of people, I mean, it's a great song, but a lot of people take that and just kind of look at Jesus as their buddy. Uh, <laughs> he's more than our buddy. He is, as Rob has said, he is King Jesus. Now, the beauty is that in his majesty and his awesomeness and his eternal power, he chooses to be our friend. You know, I no longer call you service, but I call you friends. Uh, but we need always keep in mind that that friend is the absolute sovereign king of the universe, King Jesus. Uh, when Rob, when you mentioned the Colossians passage, I immediately thought of Philippians 2, where Jesus is it's declared that he name above every name and every yep. knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. So he is Lord, whether we acknowledge it or not, yeah, <laughs> just like yeah. what you described, he is Lord. Yeah, we don't make Jesus Lord. He is Lord. You know, another great passage, 1 Timothy 1, 17. Now to the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory and forever and ever. Amen. Right? Amen. So that, that fear that, that, fear that uh, initially even Mary has, right, with the angels and, and all that, like there, at some level, you, you can press in on that. We should have, I don't think God intends for us to have like a, kind of fear, you know, a scared, fear. Right. Not, not a uh, Halloween fear, <laughs> Yeah, not a Halloween, fear, but God does want us to have an awe and a reverence fear. Right. 
And, and, you know, I, I think that's the sweet spot of fear. We, yes, Jesus does love us. He comes alongside us. His forgiveness is great, but man, he's, he's the Lord. And, and, and we should constantly be in reverent awe, bowing at his feet, uh, worshiping him and obeying him uh, with our lives. That is a great conclusion uh, to this study and um, this session today uh, to, to take people back and to remind people that Jesus is Lord. He is King and we should, we are to bow before him and give our lives to him and be obedient to him. And uh, if, if, if we can connect this message at this important season, uh, my hope is that it will uh, challenge us in the, in a new year to walk closely with Jesus and to um, crown him, give him his rightful place as Lord of all and follow him and be obedient to him in all things. Here we are in this season of Christmas and you can't, you, you can't drive the streets without seeing a nativity scene somewhere uh, in our houses. And I realize every time I see that nativity scene after this conversation we've had, I'm just going to be reminded, oh, we're talking about the almighty God, the, the, the <laughs> Prince of Peace, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. We're not just talking about a baby. We're talking about King Jesus. Wow. Thank you guys for that encouragement to think that way for me. Thank you, Rob, for being with us today. It's a delight to meet you. You did an awesome job as a writer for all of these sessions, but thank you for being with us for uh, this very, very important session where we talk about the birth of Jesus right at the time that we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Well, it truly has been an honor to be a part of this. And uh, if you're ever in Pittsburgh, okay, this is, this is how a New Orleans boy talks about some food in Pittsburgh. There's a sandwich called the Permani Brothers Sandwich. You put tons of French fries and slaw on it. I've named it the Pittsburgh Po' Boy. And so if you ever come to Pittsburgh, I'd love to have you, and I'll take you for a Pittsburgh Po' Boy. I would love that. It, the great. meat on those Pittsburgh sandwiches are an inch and a half thick. They're the most amazing <laughs> things. I remember that. Yeah. All right. Well, we're glad you all join us for this podcast, and we hope you will join us next week as we continue our look into the study that Robert Wilton wrote called Irrefutable Prophecies That Point to Jesus. Have a good Christmas. <laughs>